It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, welcome. What's up, DC? Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Wizards with SB Nation's Bullets Forever writer, Ben Mahetch, and myself, Anthony Cittadino. We are your hosts, and you are now Locked On Wizards. Go subscribe to the Locked On Wizards podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you may listen. Go throw us a follow on Twitter at Locked On Wizards. We have a great show ahead of us and a lot to get into. But first, we'd like to thank all of you out there for tuning into Locked On Wizards. To listen to Ben and I, give you everything you need to know about Washington Wizards hoops whenever and wherever you may be listening. So thank you all for making this podcast a part of your day. Today, we welcome back our favorite host, Ben Mahedge. Ben, we are so glad to have you back and hope that you have been well after Wednesday's win over the heat. I know everyone out there, including myself, has been wondering about your key takeaways and overall reaction to the game. Ben, since we last spoke, the Washington Wizards picked up their fifth win of the season. Bradley Beal has continued to play at such an elite level while breaking legendary records and some of the early results for all-star voting were released. And I know everyone saw where Bradley Beal was on that list. Ben, my friend, how are you? Doing good, my friend. We saw the team finally play some defense after, you know, half or whatever, a quarter of the season in them struggling, putting up historically 
bad numbers, but they finally showed up, and I'm not surprised because Scott Brooks finally made some moves that we've been asking him to make. I don't know if he tuned into our previous episodes or what, but we got a Troy Brown sighting. We'd get into that a little bit later. Denny Avdia showed up, showed us that he can play at a high level when he gets touches, and we'll touch on that a little bit as well later. But, Anthony, before we get into that, you mentioned it. On Thursday, we got a report that Bradley Beal is leading the Eastern Conference guards in all-star voting by almost 200,000 votes, so a pretty large margin there i mean not that long ago i think it was a couple days ago we talked off air about you know a concern about bradley Beal making the all-star team wizards fans didn't really show up for him last year through no fault of their own and he missed the all-star team even though he should have been on it obviously he was very deserving but now he's in the driver's seat anthony what was your reaction to seeing those initial voting totals well normally you would just think obviously he's going to make the all-star team as you brought up Last year, that wasn't the case, and this year we were skeptical. So, yeah, it was great to see that he um, he leads all guards by around 200,000 votes. Um, he's he's right in the driver's seat. You're right, in the Eastern Conference, right? There's you know Kevin Durant, Giannis, Embiid, and then him when it comes to voting. So it was great to see that. Um, you you want to you want to hope that guys like him they make the All Star team every year just because of how great they are individually. Uh, but that just does, it's, it's not really the way anymore how, how things are, are, are done all-star voting-wise. Last year, there was, um, it was absolutely, absolutely heinous, heinous decisions, just awful, awful voting, and uh, really just, just bad, bad part for, uh, for, for the coaches after, um, after the fans voted. But it's, it's great that he's on there this year, but, uh, you know, obviously last year he should have been on the team, uh, should have been a starter last year in the team, and this year if he's, I mean, that, that that's where he's heading right now. So, so we hope to see him as, uh, as a starter for, for the all-star team this year. Um, they, um, they finally got their heads, you know, out of, you know, where, uh, from last season. So that was great to see. You know what, Anthony, and we lament about the all-star voting, the all NBA. And I love the fact that wizards fans finally put matters into their own hands. Like you control what you can, obviously. Right. And we always talk about, you know, is Bradley Beal going to get snubbed again? And Wizards fans were like, you know what? Enough's enough. We're going to get the votes that matter and that can put him over the top and make sure that he's a starter on the All-Star team this year. Because like you said, he's been the best shooting guard in the NBA, regardless of conference. I think the coaches would have voted in, in any way, but you can't leave it into the coach's hands anymore, especially after last year. Like you said, he got snubbed. This year he's leading the league in points per game. He's been an elite level player regardless uh, of the team's record. So he's deserving. Not only is he deserving, he's, he's deserving to start. So I'm very, very glad that Wizards fans are, you know, showing up for him this season. And I hope they continue to do that going forward because, you know, it would be a travesty if he wasn't starting this year. It really would be, but that's not the case. Hopefully uh, down, down the road, this continues to be um, uh, the same, getting closer to the final results. Um, but yes, Bradley Beal will be an all-star this year. Hopefully be back on the all-NBA um, uh, selection as well um, that he was not selected to last year. So that will be all cleaned up on um, the NBA's part. But we got a lot more to talk about, guys, about the game, really, about what this means um, for, for Brad. But first, I want to tell you guys about Bet Online. Are we ready for some football? The Super Bowl is now set, and the NBA season keeps on rolling. There is only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code LOCKDOWN for your 50% welcome bonus. Tom Brady and the Bucks keep rolling, and they'll meet Patrick Mahomes and the Chief 
the Chiefs who look to win their second Super Bowl in two years. Who do you got? It's legend versus legend, and don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We're covering everything you need to know about the Washington Wizards, but what about the rest of sports? Now, the Lockdown Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Lockdown Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Lockdown Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back, DC. You're still Lockdown Wizards with Ben Mahetch and myself, Anthony Cittadino. Hollow has been missing time with a groin injury, so on Thursday we got to see Troy Brown, Ben. He's not expected to play Friday against the Heat, which means we'll continue to get, uh, you know, Troy Brown at point guard. But but Thursday, he contributed with 9.7 rebounds after not playing for a lot of the season. Ben, for, for you, what does this mean uh, for him moving forward, for uh, for him, uh, you know, and, and the rotations moving forward? You know, kudos to Scott Brooks. I think we've been criticizing him, and rightfully so, about the way he's used Troy Brown all season long. He's been hesitant to play Troy Brown at point guard. Uh, for whatever reason, he's been kind of expressing that same uh, thought with Tomas Sadoransky in the past, too. So it wasn't that surprising. But he could have easily, you know, played Bradley Beal at point guard with if Smith played uh, Jerome Robinson some at that position as well. But he finally kind of gave Troy Brown the, the, you know, the playing time after he hasn't played most of the season. He's been staying ready. Bradley Beal said that he was very proud of Troy Brown about the way he was you know, approaching the season. He remained professional. He's not the sort of player to complain about his playing time. But yeah, he was ready. Like you said, 9.7 rebounds. But what really stood out to me was his defense. We've talked about this team's defense game after game after game. And for the first time all season long, the Wizards finally showed up defensively. They gave up 100 points, right? 100 points. This is a team who regularly gives up 120, 130, 140. They have 100 points. Granted, it's the Heat, and they were struggling this year. But Troy Brown made a legitimate difference. He's a guy that can switch. He's a guy who's long, who knows how to use uh, his arms and get into the passing lanes. He got a block as well. He's a good defender. And I think he opens some eyes. If nothing else going forward, I think it'll raise some questions about how Scott Brooks uses him. Because, look, this team is bad defensively, and, and Troy Brown is one of the only players on the roster who you can count on. He's a dependable, he's a dependable defender. So, Anthony, I'm going to ask you this. Scott Brooks has been depending on Ish Smith, and Hal Neto will be back soon. He's dealing with his groin injury, but it's not a serious injury by no means. He seems to be day-to-day, so he's going to be back. So, at some point, Scott Brooks will have to choose between Ish, Howell, and Troy Brown. Obviously, it's just one game from Troy Brown, but moving forward, you know, if you had the clipboard, if you were setting the rotations, how would you go forward with using these three players? 
Well, if it was my decision, I would have Troy Brown in the rotation every single night. He'd have guaranteed minutes regardless. It'd be around 20 to 25 minutes a game. Scott Brooks is not going to do that. Scott Brooks is not going to continue playing him at the point guard position. The only reason why he did that is because obviously we had Russell Westbrook and a hollow net toe out. There was only one point guard. So then, you know, he needed some backup. Then he played Troy Brown Jr. I love that you brought up his defense. He was super energetic on, on the defensive end. He he helped so much off the glass. He 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 did great. And he did great on, on the offensive end. Obviously, he didn't shoot very well, but still he didn't pass up any opportunities. And he added that spark, which this team desperately needs. He's 21 years old. He's six six. They need guys like this that are capable to play on both ends. They need guys that are able to to um to stay consistent throughout the season. Give this kid 20 to 25 minutes a game for the rest of the season. If he's able to average 10, you know, do well on, on the defensive end. And he's been, he's gotten better as a shooter every single season. His percentages have gotten better. So having him out of the rotation, having him out of the lineup is a, it really is a huge issue for them defensively, them, them offensively. And really them just uh, for the wizards, like they need help closing out games. It can't just be on Brad and Russ. Every game. It just can't. And the professionalism that you bring up, I mean, he, he kept that. He, he, um, he waited till his number was called and, uh, and he, and he provided that great, great spark off the bench. Mo Wagner did that too, man. Last night he was super, super energized. Just watching his team there, high five and everyone. It was great to see him, um, you know, keep that sort of, you know, positive energy, even, you know, after getting 30 minutes one night, um, you know, being talked about get being given the starting role you know, and, and then seeing nothing, you know, not seeing one minute the next night. So I think those two guys, they're handling themselves really, really well, but we need to see them on the floor. If this team wants to get better uh, consistently. Here's the thing with me, Anthony, the upside with this team rests with the young players. As much as I get the desire to play a player like Ish Smith and Howell Neto, I think Ish Smith and Howell Neto would even concede that they probably won't be a part of this team's future, right? Troy Brown is 21 years old. Like you said, he has legitimate NBA skill sets. Team like a, a successful team would have already been used utilizing him, right? Because even if he's not scoring, you mentioned the scoring. The Wizards have enough of that. You get it with Bradley Beal, Bertans, Russell Westbrook. You, you're gonna get you're gonna score at an elite level regardless. Bradley Beal is the best scorer in the world at this point. You're gonna get that. But you need players who can make the small plays, who can make stops who can make the small things that don't always necessarily show up on the stat sheet, but make a difference at the end of games. When we saw Troy Brown make those plays, he reminds me a lot of Sean Livingston where he's a, he's good within like with like inside the uh, three point line. You can depend on him with his back to the basket. He does a good job utilizing his body. And obviously his court vision is very good for a player. His size He's six, 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 seven. Why not utilize those players? We've seen those players slip through the wizards cracks before a player like Sean Livingston, who they waived twice went on to become a champion with the Warriors and become a contributor for that Warriors team. The Wizards need those different makers players. Troy Brown is one of those players who can make a huge difference if he's utilized correctly. I hope he sticks around because as much as I, I appreciate Ish Smith and Hal Neto, these players won't be on the Wizards roster in two, three, four years. And Troy Brown is only 21. It's best you develop these players, make sure that you're getting the most of their minutes at this point. And honestly, if you were to ask me, is Troy Brown a better player than Ish Smith? The net contribution, probably higher. Because if Ish Smith isn't hitting shots, I mean, you've got his up-tempo and his pace. But besides that, it's not like Ish Smith is changing the game defensively. He's not doing, you know, his, his pace, again, is, is fine. But besides that, he's not bringing much else to the team. Troy Brown is a guy who you can depend on 
to catch and shoot. He can score a little bit. And obviously, defensively, he'll make a difference. And he's also a pretty damn good distributor for a player his size. So I think moving forward, it would be most prudent for Scott Brooks to play him. But you're right. I don't have the most hopes. But, you know, with Howell out, at least maybe Troy will get more of a chance to kind of convince Scott Brooks that, you know, the opportunity is his to play. But before we get into more, Anthony, I want to tell you about Built Bar. We talk about Howell Neto's health. I hope he's having some Built Bar because that's a great thing for your health. I'm a health conscious guy, Anthony, and that's why I eat Built Bar. I know you got your shipping not that long ago. And Anthony tells me it's the most delicious protein bar he's ever had. And not only is it a protein bar, it's low calorie, it's low sugar, and it's high fiber. Remember when I was on keto for about a year and a half, Anthony, I never had anything to indulge with and I wish I had Built Bar. So if you're on keto, it's the perfect bar for you. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Anthony, you know I'm a big car guy. I absolutely love my Honda, who I affectionately call Harold. Whenever I have issues with him, Auto.com, which is always so reliable with low prices. Why would I ever want to spend twice as much for the same parts when I can go to rockauto.com, save some money, get the same wonderful parts that I want. It's the best prices by the same professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. It's all the parts you'll ever need, Anthony, on rockauto.com. Tomorrow on Lockdown NBA, join Anthony Irwin of Lockdown Lakers and Adam Mayers of Lockdown Nuggets for a wrap-up of the biggest stories around the league. Anthony and Adam bring you game recaps, weekend previews, and a weekly NBA power ranking you can't miss. Subscribe to Lockdown NBA Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back, DC. You're still locked on, Wizards. Myself, Ben, joined here with Anthony Sardino, as always. Anthony, I want to talk a little bit about Denny Avdia, who I feel like the team hasn't really been utilizing as much as they have could have been throughout the season. But we finally got a great game from him on Thursday with 13 points. He knocked down three threes, continues to show that he's, be- he's a better shooter than advertised. Uh, when the Wizards are at their best, Anthony, Denny Avdia is finding a way to make his presence known. In your opinion, what do the Wizards have to do to make sure he's more of a consistent presence on the court like he was on Thursday, in particular against the Heat tonight? Well, Scott wants to make sure he's consistently out there, right? He has been starting him a lot this season. And Denny, I I just love what we saw from him against the Heat. Uh, as we see a, a lot of games, though, he I love his choice of sh- like his, his shot choices. I love that he's not that he's so young and, and, and a lot of young guys that are coming in the league that, that are good shooters, they, they end up trucking a lot. They end up, you know, falling into like slumps, falling into those holes where they, where they, where they shoot too much. Denny, he picks and chooses so, so well. And that, that to me, that shows a lot of maturity. I mean, I know he's been playing, he's been playing pro ball for some time over in Israel and, and, and that shows that does show. I mean, a lot of other rookies picked in the top 10, they'll, I mean, they, they do take a lot, a lot of, um, you know, their shot selection is a lot more frivolous. So, so Denny, to me, I think that he's shown that he's um, really mature out there. Scott Brooks brought up that he is not ready to play the point guard position. He's not ready to really step out of that role that they're, that they have him in right now playing the three and, um, 
And Ben, I want to get your take on this because a lot of people question Denny Advia's, uh his ability to to play the point guard position. And 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 Scott Brooks was he he was one of them. He was saying, no, he's not ready for that. He's definitely not ready for that. And when picking, I love that Troy Brown was given given that shot because obviously we think that Troy Brown needs to play more of a guard role in, in, in that you know in that case. And of, of course, he only played it just because of in, you know injuries and, and Russ being out due to back to backs. But Ben, what about Denny? Uh, I I think that he would. I think that if if they really put you know put him to work in practice, getting him ready, uh, working with those point guard units um, in practice, I feel like he he. Uh, he would mold just fine to the role, uh, especially as uh, a sort of backup um, to play. I mean, he can already guard, um, in my opinion, I think he can guard three positions already. I mean, he's, he seems uh, quick enough. He, seems, he might be uh, the best enough, defender on the team. Right? I mean, so, yeah. I mean, so, it, I, yeah, I just want to ask you, what, what do you think about Scott Brooks saying that people want him to play in point guard position and, and really Anthony, just... Anthony, I love that you posed that question because I saw people talking about it on Twitter and I was genuinely curious about it and I gave it some thought, like... What does it mean to be a point guard on the Washington Wizards? It's such a different position for the Wizards than it is like, I don't know, the Hornets, right? Where you have point guards who are actually doing what a traditional point guard would do, like a LaMelo ball type who's initiating the offense, or even like a Terry Rozier to an extent. The Wizards have a player with the highest usage rate in the NBA under Rossi, right? Bradley Beal basically controls every single possession that they have. So what does it mean to be a point guard on the Wizards? It's like... Would Denny Abdias' role really change with the Wizards if he was point if he played the point guard position besides him bringing the ball up the court? I'm not sure it would, but that's the thing. That's, that raises another question. Like, should the Wizards kind of take the ball away from Beal more and allow players like Denny Abdias to initiate the offense more? I think it would obviously, if you have more of an assortment of attack, it would help your offense. The Wizards are amongst the best. The most productive offensive teams in the NBA, but when you watch them play, it's not like they run the most fluid offense. They have they have Bradley Beal on the team, so by virtue of that, they're going to be high powered offense. But I would love if they gave Denny a shot there. Like, what do you have to lose? He reminds me a little bit. He's obviously a bit more athletic. We saw him with that dunk, the open break against the Heat. But he reminds me a little bit about of Boris Diaw in the sense that you can you can kind of get him the ball off a handoff and expect him to initiate offense. He his his court vision is amazing. He never makes a mistake. The fact that he's played a couple years of pro ball is so apparent. Because like you said, has he ever made a mistake? I mean, I we watch all the games, and it never seems like the kid makes an error on the court. He plays like – I mean, if you didn't tell me he was a rookie, he looks like he's played 10 years out in the league. So why not give him the ball a little bit His more? biggest error is a missed shot. So and he That's never it. even does that. He's right, shooting forty-seven percent from three. If you then he had his biggest flaw coming into the NBA was his shooting, and he's shown to be an exactly. excellent shooter. The one thing that I wish he'd do more, and I think this is on Scott Brooks to tell him to do this more, and it's on Scott Brooks to get him the ball more. He needs to shoot more. Because when, right. when Denny right. Abdia is scoring in double digits, the Wizards are in a better place. I mean, he scored 13 points. He was he knocked down three threes, like you said, on Thursday. The Wizards won. He's a 47% three-point shooter. His shot is water. He needs more shots. 100%. So regardless of how they're using him in the offense, whether he's playing pseudo point guard or getting more, more, ability, more of a chance to initiate offense off handoffs or whatever the case may be, they need to make sure he's getting more shots. He's hyper-efficient, 48% from the field, 47% from three. If he's getting the ball, it seems as if he's gonna, it's going to go in. But, yeah, they need to get Denny Avdia more involved, simply put. 
You're 100 percent right, Ben. And in, in that in that aspect, he's definitely more polished than a lot of rookies, you know, from his pro days in in Israel. And and you're right. I mean, he's learning from some pretty good vets right now in Russell Westbrook and uh, and Bradley Beal. And I mean, Scott Brooks saying in the post game press conference that he's just not ready to do something, especially when you're starting him every game. You have him out there with guys like Brad and and Russ in those rotations. I mean. I don't know what that's going to do for his, uh, for, you know, for his ego. I don't think it's going to do much for his ego, but for us, it's just kind of like, I mean, why isn't he ready? What, you know, to you, he just turned 20 years old. He's super, super young. Why not start now? Especially, especially I mean, like you, they got five wins right now. If, if he's not, if he's not toying around with the rotations yeah. in, in the lineup, I don't know what he's doing. Right. So Anthony, exactly what he's doing. So why not me, toy around with that? Let me ask you this, Anthony. How much of this stuff that we talk about consistently, the Troy Brown, why isn't he playing him? Then the Abdiah, why isn't he experimenting a little bit more? How much of this do you think has to do with the fact that Scott Brooks is on the last year of his contract? Because isn't it a lot easier to toy around with your rotations and experiment when you have a two, three-year guarantee and you can kind of have to worry about your job? I feel like some of Scott Brooks, he won't, he'll never admit it. And no one will ask him this because I think it would be somewhat unprofessional to ask him. But I think some of what he's doing is rooted in the fact that he can trust the veterans a little bit more. Because regardless of what you think of Ish Smith, you know what you're going to get out of Ish Smith. He's going to be a fairly good point guard. He might have spurts where he'll score six, seven, eight points in a row. He'll give you those uh, that spark off the bench. Then you have there, it's like we don't really know what we're going to get out of him if you play point guard. So he doesn't really want to risk it, I feel like. Do you think his con- like contractual situation with the team has to do anything with it? I, I really don't know right now, especially with what has uh, gone through between him and Tommy Shepard. I don't know if they've been talking about the extension. I don't know if they're, they're drawing up a new contract, really. Um, five game, you know, five wins. Don't say that. Season. So don't, it's. Don't say drawing up a new contract. Wizards fans are still, they'll. Uh, guys, we unsubscribe. don't. Right, right. Yeah. And we don't want you guys to do that, but these are all possibilities, right? I don't. I don't know if that's what he's really doing. It's just odd. He's on his, he's on the last year of his contract, you said, and he's playing around in ways that, I mean, maybe to us don't make sense. I don't want to say that don't make sense to, to, to everyone out there because I mean, obviously he knows basketball. He's been around, you know, the NBA for decades and decades and, uh, and he's proven to be a winning coach in this league. So it's, it's just odd. Exactly. You know what you brought up, Troy Brown, Jr. Denny Advia, um, you know, Mo, Mo Wagner, these, these young guys, especially when you want to, uh, you know, test things out with these guys, maybe play a Denny Yadvia and then Troy Brown Jr. At, at the point guard position. They're young guys, 20, you know, 20 year old, 21 year old, you know, maybe, maybe give Mo Wagner some consistent minutes. It's not really making sense to when, when he's giving a lot of minutes to young guys for games and they they prove that they're able to to go out there and do it. Their number was called, and they and they rose to the challenge. And and we we were we're, we're always able to see that with Troy Brown and Mo Wagner. Obviously, Troy, Troy Brown, I thought he had a great year last year, especially with the Wizards. I thought he would be a great asset. Scott Brooks is not using him. He's really he's choosing not to use him. He only used him just because of Russell Westbrook being out, Howell Metro being sidelined. Um, so yeah, I don't know what. It, my my only beef with Scott is just the inconsistency with that, right? I just I I'd really like to see those young guys get more consistent minutes because a Robin Lopez, man, you know you're you know you're a veteran guy, you're you know you're already established in the league, you don't have much you know much left in the tank, and 
you know, he, you know, he has consistent minutes. He's, he's always starting and he is, uh, and he's out there, um, you know, for maybe not the majority of the game. I know Alex Lennon, you know, played more, more minutes than him against the Heat and, and Mo Wagner played 30 minutes uh, before that. But still, it's, you know, may, maybe have a Robin Lopez come off the bench just to add that, you know, you know, just to add some sort of like, you know, like resting stops for Mo, for Alex Lennon. And, um, you know, so they have a veteran guy on the bench to like give them tips when they're in the game during those huddles. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe I sound crazy. It's just to me that that these young guys, it seems like the Wizards have an issue when like closing out games, winning games. Get your young talent out there. Put them on the floor. Yeah, that's the thing, Anthony. That's a great point you raised. It would be one thing if like they were benching the young players because the veteran players were helping them close games. But the fact of the matter is, with all due respect to Robin Lopez, I'm not sure he'd be getting minutes on any other team in the NBA. Right, right. And he has done little to show that he's, you know, earned the minutes over a Mo Wagner or even an Alex Len. And those players are more mobile. They fit better with the roster and the youth, the, the style of play, the fact that they want to play fast, space the floor. I mean, Robin Lopez can't play fast and he can't space the floor. And that's not his fault, and he shouldn't be asked to do that. But it's he's a little... Uh, he's past prime. Right, and it's just a little weird that the Wizards, in particular Scott Brooks, have been so kind of hell-bent on, on finding a spot for these veterans. And maybe it's just a lack of trust with these younger players, Anthony. But we're going to get some probably a little bit more Troy Brown action on, on tonight against the Heat. Before we let these guys go, let's make our predictions. The Wizards might have the Heat's number. They, they beat the Nets twice. They look competitive against the Heat a couple of times this year as well. Got Miami again on Friday. Anthony... What is your prediction? Do we do the Wizards get another win? They're, they're uh, what is it, sixth of the year at this point? Yeah, yeah, that would be their sixth win. I'm gonna stick to my guns. Yes, I called that they were gonna sweep the the, the Heat just because of the Heat struggling, uh, you know, entering the season. So I'm sticking with my guns. The the Wizards are gonna pick up their sixth win and be that much closer to being a uh, you know to being involved in like the the the, the playoff uh, hunt. So, so yes, I got them beat, beating the Heat on Friday. So, yes. But it, still, it really is. That, it's still that close. We're, we're still early, and it, it is that close when, when you look at it. Like Charlotte yeah, and Cleveland. Yeah, I mean, if they beat the Heat, I think they're two games away from a play-in game. And, Ben, they get the Heat. If they get that win against the Heat, right? they go to Charlotte to get that win. That's right. a huge That's a huge swing. Huge swing in the standings. Things start to get ugly. I mean, I mean, you got you got like you said, Miami coming up tonight. This is a winnable game. Charlotte, winnable game. Chicago, winnable game. Toronto, winnable game. New York. So you have one, two, like about five straight winnable games, and it starts to get a little dicey with the Lakers, Clippers, Nuggets, Blazers again, and whatnot. So these games, I think, if the Wizards are gonna turn their season around, and the chances are slim because they really have dug themselves a hole. If they're gonna turn their season around. These next games are going to determine that because if they don't, they're heading into the all-star break with, you know, the 13th, 14th spot in the conference and really not much room to spare to get a playing game. So, Anthony, let's let these guys go. Do you have anything else before we let them enjoy this Friday night game against the Heat? Guys. Oh, but b- before we really exit, what was your prediction? Oh, right, right. Right. Yeah, I think um, you know what I think. I think you're right. I watched this Heat team play, and they kind of look spellbound by the Wizards. It's kind of odd. They almost look like they're a little bit. In, I won't say intimidated, but like the Wizards play freely with them. Hey, man, like, your boy Garrison Matthews. Garrison Matthews loves loves the Miami weather for. I mean, I, oh, I yeah. can't blame him for enjoying <laughs> it. But 
Yeah, the Wizards, they, they're an odd team because, let's be honest, they should be better than the record says, and they have the talent to be better. And I think teams play against them, and they say, like, wow, look, they're 5-13, and 13, and they get kind of surprised. They're tough out. They haven't gotten blown out many times this season. So regardless of what you think about the Wizards, they're not an easy, they're not an easy win on the schedule. Definitely I think not. Miami's learned that. And there's some matchup problems here too. I think the Wizards, you know, the guard quickness and the Miami has been struggling to rotate and, and guys like Denny Avdia have gotten open looks against the Heat and they haven't been as good defensively as they have been in the past. So yeah, I think the Wizards got their number on this one. I think so too, Ben. You're absolutely right. Um they're, the Wizards are not a team that any any team can really overlook. I don't think you can really look overlook any NBA team out there, right? But you know, when when it comes to like the, those teams at the bottom Unless of the barrel, the Timberwolves, then you can you can look right over. Oh them. man! Oh, shots fired at the T Wolves. <laughs> oh boy. Well, no, yeah. I mean, I, I hear you. It's just you know, you can't overlook the Wizards, man. I mean, Bradley Beal, you know, healthy Russell Westbrook, and hopefully. Davis Bertans can continue that consistency on the defensive end. He, you know, he looked more conditioned against the Heat. Hopefully, we yeah. can see a lot more Rui being that more, you know, that much more active. Denny being, you know, you know, being that playmaker like what he does at such a young age. We love seeing what he what, what he's doing. And yeah, man, we we hope we see a, a Troy Brown Jr. and Mo Wagner and, and Alex Len, you know, get more minutes minutes uh, against these teams on this road trip because you're 100 right. This road trip is huge. Swinging, swinging in, in, in the standings because they, they after this they have a huge, uh, they got some big tasks coming up against the yeah, Lakers and Jazz. It's it real ugly if they don't yeah. pick up these wins against Miami, New York, and the other teams we mentioned. I mean, you're running into LeBron, Nikola Jokic, and, and all these other, you know, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George. That's going to be tough outs for the Wizards, and, and if they're going to turn the season around, these upcoming games is the time to do it. So. Anthony, let's let these let's let these people go and enjoy their Fridays. We finally got some positive pixels. The Wizards win. We're starting the weekend off on a high note. So hopefully the Wizards can uh, kind of solidify the uh, Friday night for us and give us a win here. So Anthony, you got anything else before we let them go? DC, we love you. We appreciate you. We always love rocking with you Monday through Friday. The Lockdown Podcast Network. Go go subscribe to the Lockdown Wizard Podcast. And yeah, yeah, guys, let's look forward to a, to hopefully a win against Miami and a couple wins against Charlotte and Chicago. Have faith. I know it's been tough. We, <laughs> we all know it's been tough. Keep having faith. I know, I know I'm more optimistic on this show guys. And there, and it's, it is hard to find that op, sort of optimism, but we're going to keep the faith because there could be a big swing coming here in the standings coming soon. So yes, Ben, that's what I got for him. And yeah, guys, we hope you enjoyed the show. Thank you so much for tuning in to Lockdown Wizards. We can't wait to rock with you again. And yeah, enjoy the rest of your day, your night, whenever you may be listening. And we can't wait to rock with you again tomorrow. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. 
The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 